Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. Honest conversations about life, love, and leadership. So welcome. Well, hey guys, welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha. We have a bonus episode for you because we had such an incredible conversation with this couple. Their names are Rob and Jen, and they are alumni of the Refinus Weekend Experience. And as they were talking, their story is so powerful and so raw and honest and vulnerable. I felt like it fit really well into our mission of having honest conversations about life, love, and leadership on the podcast. In addition to that, we were talking to them about their experience with the Refinus Weekend Experience because we want to share it with as many people as possible. The Refinus Weekend Experience is going to be in Indianapolis with Trish and I, October the 28th and 29th. It's a two-day event. It's a small, intimate marriage conference. We limit it to 10 couples only, and you'll hear in this podcast episode of why that is and and the value of that. Uh, But we'd love to have you be our guest and and join us for the weekend. No matter where you are in your marriage, I think you're going to be encouraged by Rob and Jen's story. Even if you're not married, I think you're going to be inspired by their authenticity and the journey they were on to restore the relationship with God. So enjoy this bonus episode of the Let's Get Real podcast. And for all of our podcast listeners, we have created a discount code. If you'd like to register for the Refinus Weekend experience, you can go to refinus.org weekend. And if you enter the word podcast at checkout, it's going to take $100 off your registration. So no matter when you register for the weekend, you will get a $100 discount. So enjoy Rob and Jen as they share their story honestly and openly and vulnerably. Well, let's get started. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're just excited to have you guys. I mean, I think we're just as excited to hear from you guys as those that will be listening to it, whether live or um, via the recording. So we would just love for you to just take a moment just to share kind of your names, your family, makeup, just all of that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. You want to do it or you want me to? <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm Rob and Jen, and we are parents to Nathan and Hope. They are 12 and 10 now. Um, and we have been married about 16 years. And we, I was thinking about it today. I'm pretty sure, sorry, this is farm life. So if I'm swatting flies, <laughs> this, this is the real deal. <laughs> We're keeping it, it real. <laughs> um, so, so I think it was about 11 years ago that we went on the retreat. I don't remember. All I remember about time-wise was you guys were literally loading the moving truck mm-hmm. to move. Okay, that was that was seven years ago. Oh, that was seven years. Wow, I'm way Yeah, off. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, 2000, 2015. Okay, let's go with 11 though, because it makes it more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it makes me feel more old though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll tell you a fun story about that one uh, later on as we okay. get into this interview, so. Okay, I can't wait. Um, so we actually, we reached out to you guys and Justin, I don't even know if you would remember this, but 
we i was pastoring at the time our our son was only a couple years old our daughter was about six months old uh jen's sister was in her early 30s she was having trouble she had just had her daughter her first child was having trouble feeding her went to the doctor thinking it was going to be a simple thing and they found out that it was cancer and so they found that out and then less than a year later she had passed away because the cancer spread uh to her spine then her brain so she passed away right after my niece our niece turned one um so she passed away very unexpectedly not long after that both of my grandparents who we lived with most of our lives who helped raise us they unexpectedly passed away within a few weeks of each other and within two weeks of jen's sister passing away um at the same time the senior pastor of the church that i was on staff with he made some really poor decisions and he had to be let go from his position um, and so I was left as the only pastor on staff trying to help walk with all of these people through this like crazy thing, all the while I'm going home, like bawling my eyes out because the world is literally falling apart all around us. Yeah. Um, so we were just in this awful, awful cycle where we would argue, where we would uh, not speak to each other for a little bit. Then we would quasi resolve things and we were just stuck in this cycle over and over again but the only thing that was changing was the amount of time that we weren't speaking to each other and so that was growing and growing and growing and it was taking longer and longer and longer for us to kind of resolve things and so one night uh, we had another one of our fights and jen went to bed and i took my spot on the couch and i kind of cried out to god and i'm like god i i can't fix this this is mm. this is a disaster um, and that for me was my rock bottom moment because I remember thinking to myself, oh good, now I don't have to talk to my wife for the next week because that was how long it was taking for us to resolve things. And that scared the living daylights out of me that I was looking forward to not connecting with my wife. Mm -hmm. And so I was listening to a podcast, the Carrie Newhoff podcast that he was interviewing you and you got you shared some of your story and i was like okay well there's no coincidence here so i actually reached out to you that night and just emailed you and i i basically was like you have no reason to reply but this is a little bit of our story if you have any advice like i would i would appreciate it and you wrote back like almost instantly and you said hey we're doing this weekend in nashville in a couple of weeks if you can get here just come and so that's how we got there. That that was it. I didn't even know you guys existed until I was listening to the podcast. And then, so we showed up Jen, the next morning, Jen woke up and I said, look, I reached out to this couple and I know you have no reason to want to do this with me, but they invited us to come on their retreat. And if nothing else, it's at least a trip to Nashville. So would you at least go with me? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm thinking like knowing the state that you guys were in and then he comes to you and be like, okay, kind of creepy, but I, I don't know this couple, but I think we should spend a weekend with them. Like, what were your thoughts as he's telling you this? 
Um, I mean, I think the first thing was like, actually, Nashville, that sounds really fun. We <laughs> haven't had anything fun happen in years. So let's go do something fun. And uh, I guess, too, there's every time Rob has said things in our marriage, that's like, I feel like we should really do this. He doesn't use that very lightly. And so I was yeah. like, there must be more to this story that I don't know. And so... I should just go and I don't know what this is all about, but I feel like we need this somehow. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you kind of, you know, he was kind of looking forward to like not talking. How were you processing grief and some of the issues that you were, that were going on in your marriage at that time? Like what was kind of the climate of your relationship from your perspective? Um, I don't really think we, we had, a relationship. I think we just lived yeah. together at that point. Um, and I think because both of us were going through such heavy stuff, neither one of us it started out, we didn't want to bother the other one, but then it slowly turned into, we didn't really even share in day-to-day -day emotions in day-to-day -day struggles. Yeah. So I think for me, it was just, and I know for him, it was extremely a lonely place. Yeah. So I think to maybe even the possibility of going away. I was like, oh, well, it's something we can do together. Like I, and I love to talk about emotions and feelings and talk. And I was like, not even on that wavelength of that we were gonna talk about anything except maybe just enjoying the time together. Um, so I kind of was, I don't know. I was very distant, I guess is the best way to put it. We were very distant from each other. Yeah. When you're thinking about like, if you can remember we talked to a lot of couples and it's just interesting the you know couple of days before the you know they're getting ready to pack up figuring out who's taking the kids there's for a lot of couples they've shared that it was like complete panic like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm i what are we doing like why are we going to this you guys are shaking your heads so <laughs> did you guys kind of have that moment yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember only because, because of that week before we now prep couples ahead of time. So just so you know, there's someone at work who does not want you here <laughs> because I think there was one catastrophe after the other that happened that week. So yeah. it was just, not even just chaos logistically, but it was like, I don't know, I think my daughter fell and hit her head like it was like a lot of different things that we felt like I don't know if we can do this maybe this isn't the right timing yeah right. yeah well we've got a couple more questions for you guys but if you're watching this live right now we have a Q&A button at the bottom and we'd love to answer your questions at the end um, or if you have questions for Rob and Jen you know fire those in there as well um, but you know as you guys came to the weekend obviously it is an intense time because we, we cram a lot into a short amount of time. What were some of the things that were really helpful for you guys throughout the course of the weekend? I feel like there are so many. Yeah. I think the first thing was you guys sharing your story. I remember walking in and being a nervous wreck. What if they find out? What if they know what's going on with us? And I feel like you guys sharing your story off the bat just set 
my guard down and our guard down. Um, and we just felt at ease that we could process through. Like you knew nothing about us, but just having you guys sharing, you know, vulnerability and, and places of really difficult times and sharing so honestly, I think just set me at peace and just, it was almost like, okay, now I can confess and I can work through my stuff and whatever happens, like, like, can't I can't be as know. bad as those guys. <laughs> I say that and I'm like, oh man, that's probably inappropriate. So thank you for that. Thank you. No matter like, how man. bad it is for us. Right. Thank God we're not them. <laughs> I could I couldn't even get the right words, but those were not the words. <laughs> what about for you, Rob? What was kind of, you know, some of the touch points for you? And maybe not even just for your marriage, but especially as a pastor, minister, like all of that keeps you in this kind of lane of I wouldn't say guarded, but kind of measuring what your capacity is to hold space for all different people. So, you know, how was that experience for you? Yeah, I think it's, I agree hundred percent with what you said, because as a pastor, that was a big reason why it took us so long to pursue getting help was because we felt like I can only be real as long as I found for me, I could be real as long as it fit two criteria. The first one was, it was the past tense. So mm -hmm. I, I used to struggle with something, but I'm better now or whatever I was struggling with wasn't too bad that it didn't make the people I talked it with too uncomfortable. So the problem in the moment that I was feeling as a pastor was it didn't fit those two criteria. I didn't know how my marriage was going to make it. And I was ugly inside. I was bitter, angry. I, I just was a disaster. And it was like, I can't, I can't share this with anybody because they don't want to hear this. They make it very clear they didn't want to hear that. And so when we came that weekend, and like Jen was saying, you guys just poured your heart outs from the very beginning, we instantly felt like this is so safe. Mm. Like we can, we can just be who we are. That's and I, what I was looking to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you work so well as a couple. Uh, so yeah, I just felt like I didn't have to be Rob the pastor. I could just be me and we could just focus on our relationship. And it didn't matter how good, bad, or ugly, what was coming out of us was, it was safe to process through it there. Yeah. That's really cool. Was, mm. was there a specific, I've got a couple questions that we didn't even write down, um, just based on some of the things you're, you're saying. Could you guys sense, I know it has been seven years, but could you guys sense a specific turning point was like where like the guard started to come down or maybe, you know, the defenses started to lower where you felt like, okay, it's going to be safe for us to, to kind of engage in this? Sure. Go ahead. Cause you're obviously thinking of something. No, it was the, the 80, 20 talk. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we say 80% of the truth won't give you 100% intimacy. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was funny because the, the beginning of the talk started 
um, like little things that we didn't even realize we didn't share. Like we had got grown so distant that, you know, I remember my first confession was that I hit the car into the house. <laughs> so, and I had never shared it with him because we were in such a hard place that I was afraid he was going to be mad. Mm -hmm. um, but I just feel like that just one, it, it made us laugh a little bit, but two, then it brought us to a place of like, okay, he laughed. So like I can go deeper, you know, mm -hmm. and he shared stuff and I laughed, um, you know, not at the other person, but the fact that we kept it inside, it was, we, we realized one, like, wow, this was really bad. And we didn't realize it where our relationship was, but two, like, okay, this is really funny that we held these little things, you know, and then we started to go really deep and gave that a hundred percent intimacy. Mm. One of the things we built into the weekend is not only us, you know, sharing, but giving you as a couple time to talk. And we've seen couples, you know, go from sitting at different tables to like snuggled up at the end. Um, we've seen couples not, I wouldn't say the opposite, but just there's so much to process in the conversations that hadn't been had for a long time. Did you feel like those conversations were awkward at first and, and got better as the weekend pursued or, you know, continued? Or did you feel like, you know, from that very first session, you had to go and spend some time asking each other questions? Was it just like, okay, we're here, let's do this? Yeah. You want to answer? Um, maybe I'm formulating my Okay. <laughs> I feel like yes, in the very beginning, it was, it was more challenging because we almost had to thaw out, I guess you could say with mm. each other. Uh, but the cool thing was because, and this was one of the things that we loved about the, the weekend is that you give plenty of space for couples to process. Like you give us, you gave us a lot of wisdom and content but you gave us time to digest it. We didn't walk away feeling like there's so much that I just took in. I don't even know what to do with all of this. So mm -hmm. you gave us plenty of space to then once we received what you guys were teaching to go and process it, which was actually kind of funny because I do remember at one point it was the date, the date night and we went off and we were about <laughs> to go into a place and we were still talking and talking and talking. And, and I like, was sobbing, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, we literally had to say, hey, these conversations are so good, but we're going to press pause because going and enjoying and laughing and being together is just as valuable as the conversation that we're having. So, but because we had all of that space to have the conversation, we could do that because mm. there was that safety in that space. Um, one of the things, you know, you know, when you're close to something, you don't know if it's effective or not effective because it's just the way that you've done it. And one of the reasons why we started doing this weekend specifically is because we travel and speak at a number of different churches. Like last weekend, we were at a church in Rockford, Illinois, phenomenal church, a thousand people in the church. There was like 200 people at the, or yeah, like 90 couples at the, at the conference, right? Well, in that environment, we maybe had 
a one to three minute conversation with a few couples at our book table. We're not going, we're not spending time together. And mm -hmm. so the vision behind the Refinance Weekend was let's limit this to 10 couples. And these couples don't know each other. They're from all over the country. And it is intimidating to go into something new anyway. Did, did the size of the of the conference, was that a factor for you guys at all? Like as far as feeling safe? Or did it? Did you think if you were amongst a hundred other couples, it would have been the same experience? No, I we we actually talk about it today. It's partly what we built the retreats that we do off of that number, because we felt like if it went any bigger than that, I don't know how safe we would have felt. Um, and I think another piece with that is that you guys didn't require us to talk to any of them. Because I think I was also nervous coming in that I have to talk to all these people about my issues. We were already struggling with, can we share this in our own church? Because, you know, he's on leadership, but then we have to come to this place. And that, that's what I think I was most nervous about was, that, am I going to have to share my stuff with people? And I'm a pretty open person, but at that point in my life, I, I didn't want to be open with anyone, even my husband. So I feel like the size was so less intimidating to be able to even walking into the room itself. I took a deep breath. You know, I didn't get anxious at all. Like a huge size, I think would have made me feel that way. Is there anything you would add to that? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the size so, sorry, the flies, <laughs> this is such real life. Um, but, I love it. I love it. Um, the size was good because it wasn't intimidating. And the flip side to that was there wasn't anywhere to hide either because there wasn't a thousand people in a room where we could just sneak in the back corner in the 12th row and kind of not really dive in much. Like it was small enough that it wasn't intimidating, but it was also small enough that we had to engage there was nowhere to sneak away to. And so I think it was just the, the perfect amount of, of people and the atmosphere was just exactly what it needed to be. I think what people often feel hopeful and then also confused in is when we always say we go first with our story to help others go second. And so just hearing your story, it's so powerful and especially your story is wrapped around so much trauma, you know, choices that you didn't make per se, but just life unfolding in a way that it's like, Ooh, how, how do we lean in? And instead, oftentimes we, you know, pull away. When you think about your story and who you were, when you came to that refine us weekend experience, couples who are going to watch this go, okay, I'm kind of scratching my head because you just shared the story and now you're saying you went to refine us weekend experience. And then now a couple of years later, you guys are doing your own thing. Like, how do you, how does a couple go from that to that? If you could, you know, just quantify maybe one or two words, even, um, what has been, we often say that the refinest weekend is usually a, a launching pad. It's, it's the starting line, not the finish. Uh, how would you 
I don't know, describe the past couple of years. How has that launched you? What are some of the things that you've done to continue to be the healthy couple you are today? You want to formulate thoughts or does anybody jump in? <laughs> uh, I agree 100% that we saw that weekend as the beginning of, we call it our restoration journey. That's why we, that's why it's Restoration Family Farm, because that weekend started our seven-year journey to restoring our relationship with each other, our relationship with God, and our souls. And so we, we started that weekend, and we had some unbelievable tools to then begin the journey. And so when we got back home, the work began. And so we... We did a lot of uh, individual counseling. We did a lot of couples counseling. We did a lot of prayer counseling. Uh, we made some major life decisions mm -hmm. to change the rhythms and the routines that we had. We reevaluated our priorities as a pastor, as a husband, a wife, as a father, um, as a mother. It, it began this entire process that cause us to rethink and reimagine everything. Hmm. How did you come to this point where you're like, okay, we're going to push it all this into the table and we're going to start investing in other couples. Cause it's like, you know, I, I've planted two churches and then I'm a part of a, like a church planting organization where we plant churches. And, you know, until I heard your story, it's like you, 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 we, we want to be faithful to the call that God's put in our life and invest in marriages. But then once people fly home or drive home, we don't know necessarily how that seed has, has, you know, begins to bear fruit. And just hearing what you guys are doing, it's like, that gets me emotional just thinking like that God would use, you know, our brokenness to inspire you to help other couples in their brokenness. So talk about that that process of how you made the decision to kind of resign as a pastor and move into this. So it was a, it was a long journey of me arguing with the Lord because when I began at the church that I was pastoring, I was there 15 years. And when I started there, I said to God, God, I want to be here from the beginning to the end. I don't want to be a pastor that is this is not a stepping stone this is not a transition role like i want to put down roots and i want to walk with people and i don't want to go anywhere else and so when we started to feel god stirring our hearts to do this i said no for a long time because i said god you heard what i said to you when i started at the church this is this is not part of the plan um, but then uh, i had been arguing and you know talking to god about it and then covid hit and everything slowed, slowed down in some extent. And I had a lot of time to really reflect and think. And I remember they started to talk about things going back to normal. And I said to Jen, we can't go back to normal because God's saying that season is done. We, we need to do this. And we didn't even know at the time what this was. We just knew God was telling us to step out. And the more we prayed, he reminded us of how lonely we felt on our journey. 
because we felt like we had no one walking with us. And so we felt so strongly that we know people are on a journey and we know people are struggling because life happens every minute of every day. And so our heart was, we want to do whatever we can do to make sure as many people as possible don't have to journey alone. Mm -hmm. And so. And actually, initially our, our, I don't know, our call, if that's the right word, what we were thinking of with the ministry wasn't even marriages or marriage retreats. We thought we were just going to be a place for people to be able to come and connect with God. If they wanted to talk with us, they could. And then just, I feel like it was like out of nowhere. I just came to him one day and I was like, I feel like we're supposed to do retreats too. I said, that was like the launching pad for us. I was like, and I feel like we're supposed to base it very similarly of like different principles from, you know, Trish and Justin's um, marriage weekend. And I just felt like it was out of nowhere. And I was like, I feel like we're supposed to do four. And that kind of ended up launching the ministry without us even realizing it. So our, our initial, you know, we looked back and we had had a different couple different people stay at our home, um, like a single mom who was a young mom with a baby who had nowhere to go, um, a, a father who was separated from his wife. And there was like different situations where we just felt like God brought them into our life to, to bring them to our home and to walk through life together. And so we just kept thinking like, these are the type of things that we're supposed to do. And then God kind of brought the two together. Like we're supposed to kind of help be a launching pad, but in some situations it might be for longer than just the launch and also to stick, stick with some of them um, and maybe continue some one-on-one -on -one, continue some have them come back and stay at our farm for the weekend and that's kind of where the idea of the farm came from as well i i think it it's just so neat how god works as justin said through broken stories and how he just doesn't waste anything and really for us we were that that single mom we were that you know um man that was you know separated from his wife like we had we were a mess and we had a couple that we had known a long time um, and they had never shared their story of infidelity and they just showed up to our house and i think that we were still even separated yeah and they just shared and we were floored but it really you know it became like you said the launching pad to sharing our story so i just God is so awesome, and I am like so unbelievably proud of you guys for um, your your love for people and not just marriages. You can tell it just oozes out of you. Um, as we close, as the husband or wife is watching this and they're thinking, I do not know um, if you could say one thing. Um, if it's a sentence, I don't, I don't know if you could say one word of encouragement, um, what would you say to the husband or, or wife to the importance of doing this type of weekend? You gotta gather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a processor. <laughs> I, I would say that where is the next one? Illinois? No, it's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Got it. Um, I'm one sure month, it's one month from today. One month from today. One month. Nice. 
I'm sure it's not as nice as Tennessee, but I'm sure it's nice. So if nothing else, you should go for a visit to Indy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I would say, especially to the husband, we have an unbelievable opportunity to go first. Hmm. That's what God gave us. And we would be doing a disservice to our identity as sons of God himself to not go first. And it may seem like it's a mountain to climb to go on this weekend, but it's worth every step because God will meet you in that place and he will do what only he can do. And he will bless you because you honored him by going first. So good. And I think I would say it's, it's a really safe place, not just to be able to process things with your spouse, but also to not feel forced to do anything. It was such an environment that there was so much room for God to move, but it was your choice. There was nothing forced on you whatsoever. And it was led so gently, but so intentionally. So I, I, I would do it all over again and would love to do it all over again at any stage in your marriage, whether you were where we were at or just want a refreshing. It, it just, it's wonderful for any stage. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. Um, as we close, let's close a little bit lighter. So Trish said she has a story for everybody. Um, so these guys, Rob and Jen came to Nashville and we were in the process of moving to Indianapolis that weekend. So we did the Refinus weekend, Friday, Saturday. It ended at two o'clock on Saturday. We left and went and packed up our moving truck. And then we moved to Indianapolis on Sunday. But that's not even the story that Trish wants to share. Our son, the Monday before the weekend, long story short ended up getting MRSA and was in the hospital that entire week he he got it on his knee joint and there was a like a 24-hour period that he could have had his leg amputated oh yes and so he got out of the hospital Friday morning before you guys got into town <laughs> But here, here's why I love ending on this story. Because that doesn't sound like a light note. But... He's a college basketball player now. He's fine. I think it's it's an example. Justin and I, if you know, we would have like killed each other. We would have just been at each other's throat and just you know blame and shame and all of these things. But you know, when you do the hard work of moving closer to each other in you know, honoring each other and understanding the bigger picture of the spiritual battle, it, it just changes that your guys's life probably hasn't gotten any easier. You've made some really wise decisions on how to reframe your, your daily life. And we do have a choice in that, but we also reframe what it means to love each other in that unconditional way. And man, it gets, I know you guys know this, it gets pretty magical when you really feel known and loved by each other and that what used to feel like a place of tension and work is now your safe place in each other 
and rest in each other. It's just a beautiful thing. So um, I'm just, I'm grateful you guys came and the Lord works through that crazy week for our family. Um, but he, he does that uh, just in ways we just don't even know. So thank you so much for joining us. We think you're great. And uh, we're, we're excited. You're guys, you're having a weekend too. So this weekend, right? We do. So yeah, so we have we have a very similar experience that we created for uh, couples based off of mostly what you do. Uh, but then the other piece of what we love that we do is the reason that we have the farm is so that people can come anytime, day, weekdays, weekends, at any point as couples, as individuals, as families, and just come and we journey with them uh, with a lot of the same things that we talked about, you know, on, on your weekends and things like that. So it's a constant kind of people here all the time. So that's so cool. Well, I know that you guys came on here for us, but I would love to pray over you and mm -hmm. your weekend coming up. If you guys are okay with that, as we close, that'd be amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. We just lift up Rob and Jen to you. And I just thank you so much that you had them in mind. And, and even right now you have a few couples in mind uh, to come to the next Refinus weekend that are maybe in the same place they were. And God, you use that weekend to transform the heart of their marriage. And now they're, they're partnering with you to help you transform other relationships and other marriages. And so we pray for the couples that are going to be at their farm this weekend. We pray that you give uh, every single couple just the same sense of peace and safety that Rob and Jen felt uh, when they came to the Refinus weekend that you allow them to speak lovingly and truthfully into the hearts of the couples that are there and that you use this weekend um, to redefine families and marriages. Thank you so much for their faithfulness, for their uh, courage to step out and trust you in new ways. And thank you for the opportunity to be together uh, this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks Thank so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for those of you that uh, that are watching the recording and for those of you that are joining us on, online live right now. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.